welcome, welcome, welcome to the Minnesota Beer Cast, Twin Cities News Talk, 1130. I am Drew. When my uh, co-host Schmitty's done the swallowing, I'm sorry. He'll say hello. Oh, 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 not to be taken out of context. <laughs> I do love a good sausage. We have a lot of good sausage here in the studio. It's a veritable tonight. sausage fest. We, uh, it is. I mean, this is like very literally a sausage fest that's happening in the studio at the moment. It's it's, it's wonderful. It's delicious. It smells amazing. <laughs> Very excited for tonight's show. Yeah, we have got a, a, a packed house today. Uh, we are, are joined by a friend of the show, uh, our good friend uh, here from Sociable Cider Works. Say hello, introduce yourself. Uh, hey, my name is Jim Watkins. Back Jim Watkins. Thanks for having me back on the show, yeah, fellas. My, Absolutely. Yeah, you brought went, some... to, went, to my, uh, went to my rival high school, if I remember correctly. Are you guys high school rivals? Is that right? Didn't you go to yeah. Vanguard? No, no. I grew up right around the corner from Vanguard. Oh, okay. Were you a forest kid? Yeah, that's right. Ocala. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. you guys yeah. are gonna rumble in the parking lot after. The I was show, just right? down in Ocala this week, actually. Yeah, it's uh, it's growing up. I haven't been there in uh, gosh, it's been almost three years, and yeah. I do, and I probably won't ever go back because my parents moved uh, moved to Tampa, so no reason for me to go to Ocala anymore. You know, Ocala's trying hard to turn into a little food city, though. They got uh, I had a really nice dinner there on Friday night. Nice uh, steakhouse. Like I'm talking like. Prime cut type steakhouse. Fantastic. Yeah, That's good. Cool, yeah. uh, cool little town. Yeah, I went to Ocala Forest, uh, Ocala, Florida, we're talking about. Uh, and I, I thought I remembered you telling me you, you, you went to Vanguard, but it must have been you no, just yeah. live near yeah, Vanguard. Yeah, we're really, really close by. Yeah. So we're not rivals. Oh, yeah. We can be friends. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> Jim's brought some friends with him today. He's brought Yia from Union Kitchen. Welcome to the show, yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Uh, I'm excited for uh, what you've brought. I just had some of your sausage, and it's awesome. Thanks. We, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the best of the worst today. Um, you aren't take, Are you taking part in the, the best of the worst? Uh, yes, this, yeah, this is our first year. You got, uh, you're going to talk about that a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and then a few other things, perhaps. Uh, we've got Jake uh, here as well. Uh, Jake, tell us about all the uh, sweet places you are representing. Just, just talking to that guy. Yeah, talk to the mic. Just hit the on button. Say hi, Jake. <laughs> hi. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about uh, the places you'll be representing <clears throat> best of the worst, Jake. Um, I am representing Kara Irish Pubs. Uh, it's four pubs. The Liffey, the local, Kieran's, and Cooper in St. Louis Park. Very nice. I, uh, Cooper's not too far from here. Drew and I have uh, have been there uh, at least once or twice. I think last time we were there before the uh, the wrestling show. Last I think time, so. Right? I think we had dinner there. Yeah, Cooper's a, a, a nice uh, a nice little Italian. Oh, I'm sorry, Irish, not Italian. <laughs> 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 nice little Irish pub uh, type restaurant here in the uh, in the West End development of St. Louis Park. Some of my favorite uh, chips and Irish dishes at Cooper. So uh, welcome. Uh, thanks for joining us and thanks for bringing us some food. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Jake. Thanks for bringing us some food. Hey, it's my pleasure. I uh, I think we need to go back to Cooper's for the uh, the next wrestling show again. We'll meet up here. Uh, maybe uh, I think SmackDown's coming November twenty seventh, Tuesday, yeah? November twenty seventh. That's Target Center. Yeah, SmackDown's coming back. All right, let's do it. All right. So, uh, Jim, best of the worst. This is the second second annual. Second annual. Yeah. Tell us about uh, best of the worst because this might be the. Uh, the best thing I've ever heard of. Uh, yeah, so the idea for this, I, I, a couple years ago I joined this uh, group called Fair Vote Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar, this is the people that are responsible for teaching 
and advocating for ranked choice voting. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. I I have kind of decided to break the no politics rule yeah. here on the show to talk about fair vote. Yes. But I want to talk about... <laughs> oh, boy. Drew's all excited over there. Well, I, I, I got, only, I only I got words. It. You, oh, you ready? You got, well, I got some words. Ready to switch to Minnesota Beer Cats and Minnesota Politics? Yeah, no, no, no. No shot. No, we'll give it one segment. <clears throat> but... I want to talk about the the event. Well, the, we'll I only brought it up. I only brought it up because <laughs> this this is this event is a fundraiser for Fair Vote Minnesota, which is a non, like a nonpartisan group. Non, right. Yes. Non, yeah. It's uh, this is a, a democracy reform group, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're so I, I joined a board for this group a couple of years ago, and they asked uh, we were kind of brainstorming fundraisers and you know things that we can do to kind of have a fun fall event to do community outreach type stuff, and uh, it seems like whenever I'm on a committee or on a board, I always like. I'm like the de facto party planning guy. Do you imagine that? Yeah, right. It's like, hey, you're the party guy. Yeah, it's like that guy brings the booze. Like we should uh, get him to do that. Uh, and so, so we got involved with. It. So the idea was to do this. Um, this like a, it's like a custom charcuterie event. So we pick uh, some great restaurants in around the Twin Cities. Everybody makes something uh, from scratch or, or you know that's that's unique to their restaurant or their style or flair, and then. We uh, we have a big party and we eat more sausage than we could possibly uh, than any normal human being should probably do in in uh, in a two hour period of time. Yeah, we're getting a head start today. Yeah, you've got uh, Burl, you've got the Bungalow Club, Minneapolis. You've got Domo, who won last year. I mm-hmm. understand. Uh, you've got Fig and Farrow, France Forty Four, Ingebrigtsen's, Jay Selby's, Kieran's Irish Pub, Lake and Irving, Lowry Hill Meats, New Bohemia, Northern Water Smokehouse, Pitchfork Sausage, and Union Kitchen. So that's, heck that's, of a lineup, that's right? some some all star heavy hitters right yeah. there. I it's, mean, uh, it's half fun. of those, and I'd I'd buy a ticket. Yep. So uh, the the worst ticket is is twenty five bucks includes all you can eat sausage sampling. That's uh, worst with you, right? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> worst with you. That's, and that's that's like the entry level, like minimum entry ticket. And that's a smoke. I mean, there's so much food at this thing. Twenty five bucks is a no brainer from my like my perspective. Right. And then the the better ticket is the the forty dollar ticket includes all you can eat sausage samplings and two beer tickets uh, and admission gift. What's the admission gift? Is it like a hug or what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, if you want me to like throw a that sweaty in shirtless guy, that's like yeah, I'll tell you what, anybody like uh, shoulder rubs, anybody looks. that buys a ticket and references this show, they can get a hug from you. That can be a part of their gift. <laughs> it's, it's bro hug though, it's just like the half wrap. Yeah, the and, quick, like, uh, quick fist bump. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you have to have like the hand in between. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get too close. Yeah. No. Don't get too close. You got to leave room for Jesus. In there, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and then the... there's no two arm hugs between guys. It's just not right. You just don't do that. Bro hug. The the best of the worst level is is seventy five bucks. The all you can eat drink and beer sausage, early admission uh, through the VIP line, private bar and bathroom access, <laughs> and the meet M E A T and greet with a, a mystery guest. It's not me, just saying, with uh, an admission gift as well. So nice, you get a shoulder rub and you get to meet the uh, the special mystery guest. The bathroom access alone. I'll yeah. tell you what, not worth it. It's indoor bathroom, man. Air conditioning if it's hot. I don't, it doesn't look like it's going to be. It's, the weather's going to be beautiful. But uh, man, not having to use the uh, the porta potty is a nice, nice little perk. This is sweet. This is this is awesome. Um, I, and we didn't even mention the the music. We should definitely talk about the music. So, Church of Cash and and Alex Rossi. I'm I'm pretty familiar with Church of Cash. Just those guys are just fantastic. I'm I'm not too familiar with Alex Rossi. Can you tell me a little bit? About yeah. That? So Alex uh, actually played uh, an event at Sociable earlier this year, our Funk Fest, and was fantastic. We got a 
is it is, it, is that a turn for me to to get uh, a little sample bump? Well, how about we? Uh, we'll, we'll play them, uh... <laughs> I'll use them as bumper music. Yeah, there we go. So, so, so don't so don't uh, don't How's turn that? off your podcast. Listen all the way through <laughs> so you can hear uh, a little sample. But it's uh, yeah, it's just some kind of great grooving like outdoor sausage eating music. You know, <laughs> sausage eating music. Forget your polka. We got some some Alex Rossi. Yeah. How how hard did they have to twist your arm to to create an event like this? I from from my perspective, it was uh, it was a no brainer. You know, we have a great uh, because we're. You know, selling cider into a lot of these accounts, we we had relationships with a lot of them already, and so it's an, it's a it's a pretty easy ask for us, and um and we we love supporting the food scene, like the restaurants in the Twin Cities are our are our best customers, right? The people that are buying cider by the keg, uh, and so this was a, a pretty it just seemed like there's a lot of synergy, and uh, it's a great way for people to learn how to rank their vote. Minneapolis and Twin Cities, if you vote, you use rank choice voting, and so it's an easy way, you know. Do you, which which sausage do you prefer? It takes the politics out of learning a process that is really working well for the Twin Cities. Yeah. So in, in an event like this where it's, you know, uh, advocating for, um, you know, the, the fair vote, um, it, it, do you guys see any benefit um, as social side of works? Does all the money go towards the the organization or is it uh, an awareness raising for them or in in the monetarily it's a benefit for you how does it all break down with the event and the organization yeah this this is a hundred percent a fair vote minnesota thing we're just kind of hosting the space um so the in fact we actually we end up donating a lot of stuff to them whether it's prize packs and then also on the vip the all you can drink tickets you know that's at our cost but for the benefit of fair vote minnesota so this is a way this is something i'm involved with kind of outside of my beer life mm-hmm. uh and it's a it's a it's a great fundraiser and it's fun and it's ability it's it, it benefits us in the sense that we get to strengthen relationships with our restaurant partners and um and it's it gets people in our parking lot to enjoy uh you know summer day at social Bowl, which is pretty fun did this come around just because uh, or mainly because of your uh, your passion for this issue, for this for this project, or was this something that they came to you and said, "Hey, we want to do something"? Yeah, so I uh, I, I got involved with the group um, when, when I moved back to into Minneapolis. Uh, it was like two years before we started Social Bowl. I was living down in Miami, and then when I moved home, they uh, I, I I wrote this. I got to I voted in the mayoral election. It was the one that Betsy Hodges ended up winning. Um, and I remember. Doing, it was the first time I'd ever used ranked choice voting. And it was weird and strange and cool. And I've been voting third party since I was 18 years old because, you know, I'm a rebel, right? <laughs> you know, you can't, don't put me in a box. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, but you, if you do that, you can't help but feel like, ah, I just, <laughs> I just wasted just a bunch threw, of time and effort. Threw it away, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Good luck, Ross Perot, right? Like, uh, Ross Perot. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember voting in that election and feeling like, wow, this is really cool, man. I can actually vote my conscience and vote for a third-party person that's never that has no shot uh, and then make a kind of more pragmatic second choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really cool. At the end of it, you know, they published the first choice um, results, and the, whoever ends up winning the race gets to look at it and say, hey, man, what's... Uh, I need to build build some policy, understanding that these are the you know the, this is the core support for these groups, even these kind of third party or friendly groups. Yeah, so that's kind of neat, and I think it's 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 neat that you, you're able to to take something that that means something to you and, and put your your business behind that. Mm-hmm. Did you encounter any I guess pushback from people you approached where you know say a, a restaurant partner who who might have thought you know what it's not. It's not for us. Good luck to yeah. you guys and what you're doing, but um, you know it's politics, and we're just going to see our way out of politics. I mean, we touched on it earlier. Drew and I kind of have a yep. a thing where we try not to do politics on on this show, right? Um, just because 
we're just here to have fun and talk about beer for the most part. I, I think so far we haven't had any of those, uh, or at least no one's articulated those. But um, from my perspective, and this is, you know, I try not to be overly political either. This is, uh, you know, I run a business. If you know, I don't care if you vote, you know, Green Party, Republican, Independent, or Whig. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like as long as you're Bull Moose guy. Myself. Yeah, as long as, but, as, long as you're paying <laughs> your tab. As long as you're paying your tab, man, you're well, you're welcome here. So. Uh, that, from that perspective, I try not to be too, you know, political either. But the great thing about this is, uh, this is a very nonpartisan issue. This is how we, this is, we just want people to get out there and express their their opinions. Yeah, and, this this doesn't fall under your typical sort of liberal, conservative, yeah, right wing, yep, left wing, exactly. uh, you know, paradigms or anything like that. You've got people from all stripes and 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 all political ideologies that are that that support this and and oppose it you know for yep. various reasons there there aren't ideal there aren't really ideological reasons to be for or against something like this yep and and the fact of the matter is is it it exists it's already there in Minneapolis and St. Paul so if we can teach people how to do it by you know bringing some great chefs together and enjoy some sausage and you know eating maybe drinking too much then that's uh we think that's a great way to do it so <laughs> there you have it well let's uh let's take a little break uh let's talk a little more about sausage and about fair vote when we come back after this thank you to uh, our sponsors uh Freehouse Beer for supporting the show and let's listen to some Alex Rossi uh, on the way out or on the way back in on the way on the way back in you're right. listening to the Minnesota Beer Cast we'll be right back Stephanie Shimp from Blue Plate Restaurants is here Hey Rosie you know we may be all about the blue but we sure love the purple Skull. <laughs> game days downtown are awesome, especially at Mercury. Stop by and check out our game day pregame specials. Food specials, free house taps, and more. Come pregame the purple at Mercury Dining Room and Rail every Sunday before home games. Only blocks away from the stadium at 5th and Marquette in downtown Minneapolis or online at MercuryMPLS.com. Oh, man, the rhythm and blues got old. Man, there's no one using them so claps. They won't spend records without both hands. How they gonna learn about romance? Getting down with your girl on a slow jam. I'm too old for this pole dance. It just won't move me like so can. I said, oh. Welcome back to the Minnesota Beer Cast. That is the sounds of Alex Rossi. You can go see at the best of the worst coming up Sunday, September 23rd. It's going to be the worst event of the year. Worst uh, ever. This was described as as good sausage eating music. I like it. I can verify. I am stuffing my face with sausage right now, and I, I like it. Yeah, it's got a nice kind of sausagey vibe. <laughs> it really does. It's good stuff. Uh, where can people find out more about your event? Is there a website or a Facebook page? Anything like that you want to direct them to? Uh, yeah, the, the Facebook page has got you know about ninety five nondescript letters and numbers at the end of it. So if, you can either find links at the Sociable Cider website, sociablecider.com, or the Fair Vote Minnesota website, which is uh, fairvotemn.org. Fairvotemn.org. Or you can go on Facebook and just type in best of the worst. Yep, and it pops, pops up. up. And yep. spell it W-U-R-S-T. Worst. W-U. Uh-huh. It's a joke, get it? R-S-T. It's a pun. <laughs> uh-huh. It's a bad joke. That's it's a tasty are. joke. It's it's a delicious joke. <laughs> worst joke ever. <laughs> I see what you did there. All right, so when we left off, we had kind of teased the, uh, the politics a little bit. Let's uh, let's get into it a little bit more before we talk about some of this uh, this sausage that we've been eating because we've had some some really fantastic sausage before. 
during and uh, in between the segments of the show. We've been, <laughs> we've been eating steamed catfish. We've been eating sausage. Basically, anytime somebody's not talking, they're putting sausage in their face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. we re- we relabeled the the cough buttons chew buttons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so tell me some more about uh, Fair Vote, Jim, and uh, and how you got involved with it, and kind of the uh, the ideology uh, behind the the organization. Yeah. So it was um, like I said, it was after the first time I voted in that uh, in the Minneapolis mayoral election, and I voted for a third party candidate who had no shot because he had a pretty pro business agenda. That I at the time I was starting a business and dealing with a bunch of paperwork downtown, and I was like, "There's no way this guy's going to win." But he's saying some things that make sense to me for my business, and so uh, after that process, I wrote this. Uh, I wrote an op ed and submitted it to the Star Tribune, and uh, and then I like. <laughs> The, after the night election, I was over at uh, Pat's Tap, which is also an account, and I was in there just checking to make sure they didn't need another keg. And I saw these people wearing ranked choice voting shirts. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, holy smokes, man. Like, I just did that. I just did ranked choice voting. What are y'all doing here? And they were celebrating uh, the, end of the, the end of the election, a successful election. And um, <clears throat> uh, just from a process perspective, that they were you know out there making sure people knew what, how to do it and all those things. And uh, and I said, this is really cool. I really enjoyed it. And this gal says, you should write that down. And you should submit it to the Star Tribune. And I did it. And then uh, not long after, Gene Massey, who's the executive director for the organization, reached out and said, hey, would you want to be on our board? Uh, and I think she just kind of suspected that I'd bring the beer to the board meetings. Uh, and <laughs> we so, need drinks. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or, uh, hey, would you our, like to be on the board of Twin Cities News Talk? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sign me up, man. What's the, uh, what are the time requirements, I guess? <laughs> just whenever you have beer. Yeah. Just, just mm-hmm. mostly Friday nights and Saturday nights. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, we have meetings at my house. <laughs> yeah, you know. The... Uh, Deliveries will work. We don't need you in person. We'll just, you know, <laughs> just drop off the beer. And, you know. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much the only requirements. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you, you, they ask you to be a board member, mm-hmm. and, and they want you to throw parties, basically. Pretty much. Raising your wieners. Yep. Do people know how to take part in, in ranked choice voting? Uh, you mean like how to use the system? Or Yeah, so it's, uh, it's really simple, man. You On the ballot, instead of just voting for one person, you actually rank your choices. So if you there's... Four people on the ballot, and you think two of them are would both be fantastic, but you have a preference for one. You, you know, rank it one and then two, uh, and then the way that the back end system works is also super super simple. Like it's uh, it's just a series of instant runoffs. And so right now, from from the perspective of Fairvote Minnesota, and, and I agree with this, the issue with a uh, with our system right now is its plurality wins. So if there's a third person on the ballot. Uh, you can win with 33.1% of the vote. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, 33.4, I guess. Um, so that's a bummer. You know, nobody wants to uh, have their elected officials only have been elected by 30% of the people. Um, or maybe some people do prefer that. But uh, anyhow, we we think that one vote, uh, one person makes sense and majority rules make sense. And those are the things that govern our democracy. And uh, this way, the, the there's this when you rank you can have an instant runoff if somebody doesn't get to 50% right away or 51% right away you eliminate the lowest vote getter and when that vote getter gets eliminated those like those votes get reallocated for your second choice so if i voted for the third party guy that's got no shot and that gets eliminated now my second choice uh is still taken into consideration to try and get to that 50% let, let me just clarify uh, yeah. just to be sure that i'm i'm understanding this correctly because it is a little confusing to be honest uh, mm-hmm. it's not you know the process of actually going in there and filling out the ballot isn't necessarily confusing you're picking your top three candidates in order, yep. uh, but the way that it does get counted does confuse some people. So uh, if you got, say, five candidates, and on the uh, on the first ballot, the fifth candidate, uh, the person that came in last, gets eliminated, right? Correct. All of the people that voted for that candidate as their first choice 
right? Correct. The, their second choices now get allocated to the pe- to those to those candidates to the remaining. So yep. if I voted for Joe Schmo as candidate number one, yep, Joe Schmo gets eliminated, and I voted for for Betsy Schmo as candidate number two. Now I have in, I have effectively voted for Betsy, right to be to be the to to be the the winner. Yep. Yep. Okay. So the you know the best so I think the best way to like to draw a nice analogy on this is if you walk into a room full of second graders and say, "Hey, we want you to pick your favorite candy." I got Snickers, I got Skittles, and I got M&Ms. And the room's evenly split. Let's say it's uh, you know, or to make it to make this easy, let's say it's 40 40 20. All right, all the in 20% of Skittles. So you look at all the kids that picked Skittles 20, like the 20% of Skittles and say, "Okay, um Skittles didn't win. You don't get any candy." Those kids are going to look at you and say, "Well, it's okay if oh, I don't need to have Skittles. I would I would be pretty happy with <laughs> with Snickers. Yeah. But uh, so and so that's the idea is that there's people do have a preference and an order of preference, and so in order to get to uh, to fifty like to elites have an actual majority winner, uh, you need to have runoffs and and runoffs are simple and people understand that, but they're costly. Mm-hmm. And if you do a runoff, if you if you have three people or four people in the field. And you do a runoff. That means that people have to go back to the polls. You have to pay like pay people to man the polls, and so this is a way to do that instantaneously. Mm-hmm. You say, okay, if my guy wasn't in the race, who would I who would I rank second? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the question that's asking. Yeah, I, I guess in 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 some ways it makes sense. Um, you know, what if there's I don't know garbage candies in the race that I really aren't taking it. It seriously is. I mean, and that's kind of yeah. The, that's a that's a big that's a that's a big criticism, I guess. Yeah. You know, if there's the guy with the boot on his head, is that... Yeah, or it's Captain Jack Sparrow. Right. And, well, I mean, <laughs> that actually happened in the right, cities, right? Right. And, and, or in Minneapolis. So we've, we've gone... Have we gone through a real... I mean, we have. We've had the election with the ranked choice voting. And, two. And there, two. Two of them. Yeah, and two there were those candidates in, in the system. Do you, as as a, a member of the board of, of Fair Choice... Fair vote. Fair vote. Yep. How did that play out in in real life did it have an impact in in the voting in in your opinion did it make a, a difference with those candidates kind of thrown up against the wall did did or would we have had the same result yeah, yeah. had it just been you know traditional good first person to get the majority wins good question i mean the if it would have been traditional and we had three let's just say we had three credible people running which likely would have happened in that in the hodges in the most not the most recent this the first the hodges race um then you don't you wouldn't get to a majority if someone has just the highest vote getter regardless of uh of how many votes that is wins and so the great thing about this from my perspective is and say what you will about Betsy Hodges and how she governed but um or mayored is yeah, that the word it's, what, it's, what it's irrelevant yeah the, uh, but uh the at, at the end of the day at least 50 at least half the people in Minneapolis selected her as a as a mayoral choice and so she had a it's i don't want to say it's a uh she didn't have a mandate, but she had a, a really clear understanding of okay, wh- who voted for whom first, mm-hmm. and can I build a platform around that, and can I govern that way, uh, and uh, and so it was it was a really unique it was a really it was the first time in my opinion in Minneapolis we got a really clear snapshot of how people would actually vote if they could vote their conscience. Part uh, of the uh, part of the argument that a lot of people make in favor of this is that it does increase the opportunities or chances for third party candidates. Yep, exactly. Uh, libertarian candidates, green candidates, whatever. Uh you know, you know, not your traditional Democrats or Republicans. But I 
Does it really, though? I haven't seen that happen yet in the areas where this has been implemented. Yeah. You're, you're still seeing either, you know, the Democrat or the Republican based on the, you know, whatever whatever is the majority in that area. You're still seeing them eventually win out. So in what way in your mind does it help a libertarian or a Green Party or whomever? Now, in this country... You're still it's it's still an uphill battle. Like we have a winner takes all system, it's, uh, so it's more of a party problem than a yeah. problem, isn't it? And so that's that's a situation where it's going to be really tough to get traction in a third party candidate. Can it happen? Absolutely. In fact, Minnesota has a, a long history of electing third party candidates for a variety of seats. Um, from my perspective, what's really powerful is you end up with ha- like having multiple. If you have multiple Democrats on a ticket, for example, or multiple Republicans on a ticket. Um, you, it ends, you end up getting a little bit of a moderating, uh, a, a moderating impact because when you have a um, a primary system that sends only a single candidate, you it ends up sending candidates to like far to the wings, or you know to the to the to the to kind of uh, I guess codify the base, and base, then at, and then yeah. at that point now you have two super extreme candidates that are not really a great choice for anybody. And so with this, and from my perspective, if you can get two or three Democrats on a ticket or two or three Republicans on a ticket. If you're a Republican, you can still only vote for Republicans. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a Democrat, you can only vote for Democrats. Uh, but what will end up happening is by by ranking them, you get a more moderated uh, view of the world as opposed to, hey, we just got this guy that got plugged in front of us, and I don't have another choice. I just got to vote for him because it says R next to it. I got to vote for him because it says D next to it. Yeah, because generally in, in the in the primary stuff, they'll they'll run towards the the very far base, and then they'll move towards the the middle for the general. Exactly. Race, right. So I want to know what people actually think, as mm-hmm. opposed to you know what they're saying to win that first, you know, to win the nod. The the other thing that's really interesting is when you're running a ranked choice race, you can't you can't be a jerk. Uh, <laughs> it's a good plan if you're running for any race. Yeah, well, I mean, but it really is not. If a two two party candidate, you don't have to be that you don't have to be that likable. You just have to be less unlikable than the other guy. I'm good at that. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like I'm good. I'm going to run for mayor of Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. that's. I mean, you got to. People like to see you coming. You got a big advantage. Yeah, I'm going to put you on the ballot right after Captain Jack. <laughs> Let's but, take a quick break, can we? We're uh, we're up against the uh, the time here. All right, we'll be right back with more about uh, sausage and beer and cider and ranked choice voting. It's a weird show today. We'll be right back. Shells for left. Welcome back to the Minnesota BeerCast. This is not Johnny Cash. I keep a close watch on Although you would be hard-pressed to not think it's Johnny Cash. God, he sounds good. He sounds really good. This is Church of Cash, who will be playing at Best of the Worst, along with Alex Rossi, who you heard. Coming back into the last segment, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. That sounds really good. That sounds as good as all this sausage tastes. <laughs> Not better than that. Walk the line, dude. On the Walking uh, Phoenix. Yeah, that, I thought he did. I thought he did good. Yeah, that was. He was okay, man. Yeah. Look, man. <laughs> he wasn't the man in black, but he was okay. I get yeah, so you... upset every time I, I put on like the Spotify and I get that dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I throw my phone at the wall. I will I will give plenty of leeway because Johnny Cash is iconic. An iconic voice. I will give plenty of leeway to people who are trying and are doing a an acceptable job. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix did an acceptable job. Mm. 
Well, and the, and the movie was good too. So the that, movie was it, really gives, good. it gives him the benefit. You got to give him the benefit of the doubt because he did a good job portraying the character. Yeah, yeah. find me another actor that could pull that off. Well, I'm just saying, he did better than I. Try, trying to sing his music though, that's you're yeah. walking into a wood chipper. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're gonna get people like Schmitty. <laughs> yeah, just people being like all, me, being all judgy, people with ears. Yeah, <laughs> you know, judgy Schmitty over there, damned eared people. <laughs> how, how dare they want to hear good music? <laughs> well, we are we are back. You're listening to us judging. I'll, always oh, judging. Always listening. So judgy. <laughs> Thanks to uh, Freehouse Beer for sponsoring the Minnesota Beercast. We are back talking with Jim from Sociable Cyberworks. We've got Jake from Kara Irish Pubs. We've got uh, yeah. Do I, am I saying that right? Yeah, close enough. Right. <laughs> From Union Kitchen, yep. uh, we are uh, we're going to talk more about sausage. I don't know if we might have uh, exhausted the uh, the Fairville conversation. If you've got questions about it, you should definitely go check out the website. It's uh, fairvotemn.org. Lots of information, definitely uh, worth uh, finding out about. It's certainly um, something that I think is is worth having that conversation about. So, thanks for uh, coming in and talking about it, Jim. And thanks for having a really cool cool event uh to to really feature the, the topic it's neat for you to kind of step out and, and take that that chance and that risk so kudos to you and kudos to the rest of the folks for thanks man you've got uh, a really cool collaboration uh that uh with shells uh related to that why don't you tell us a little about it yeah so um we actually made this pro- so I, i'm i love jace marty Do you have, have you had jace on the show before uh yes yes i have i gave jace a big high five at abr this past weekend the uh speaking of collaborations abr was all about the collab what was your what was your favorite one what was the winner for you there so uh, true confession um beer festivals are not for me what they used to be yep i i can't do beer festivals the way I think probably a lot of people do beer festivals. You're drinking in moderation? Is that what I'm hearing you say? <laughs> I, showed up, I showed up late and left early. Yeah. I, I, plus, it was hot. Yeah. It was really, really hot. Yeah, Saturday was gross. Yeah. So I, I showed up late. I left early. I, uh, I Not because the event wasn't awesome, though, right? No, 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 no. Just because I'm lame. And, <laughs> and I had other plans in the afternoon. And it just, I didn't want to hang out all day and sweat. And it just and, ah. and then be be useless the following day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm already fairly useless to begin with, and and just pile that on top of it. It's like just not moving whatsoever. So I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed myself, but I just I can't I can't do beer fests like I used to do eight ten years ago. Yep. Where you would it's a young man's game now. Yeah, I mean, and I'm just <laughs> I'm just not I'm not the man I used to be. I used to get I used to get ready for a beer fest two days before, right? Where I, I'd get the list and I'd make I'd make three groups. It was must have, want to have, and be all right to have. Yep. Right? And so you'd plan. That's, that's preparation, man. That's that's solid. I mean. That's why you're a journalist. <laughs> so you'd make sure you get that top tier in. Yep. And nothing would mess up a guy's plan more than a timed release. I still oh, hate timed releases. I love them from a marketing perspective, man. <laughs> They're the worst because I'm there trying to have fun, not watch my clock. You know? I'm gonna, you're in the top tier. I'll get there. I'll get there. Don't don't make me have to. Oh, I guess it's time to go get in the sociable line. Well, the problem with that, the problem with that is you're you are the 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 
huge, huge, and by huge, I mean tiny, tiny majority of people <laughs> that go to beer fest. Like, mostly it's just like total drunken debauchery. Right. And so people come through your line and will drink two of the things that are there and say, oh, I've already been to that booth. I'm done. What's your lightest? Yeah, right. Yeah. What's your What's your one that tastes most like Miller Lite? That happens. We get that question. <laughs> we don't even make that style of product. Like, <laughs> or what's your hoppiest one? That's a, I get that question all the time on the cider side, which we do have a hop cider, but still, it's a ridiculous question to ask the cider company. Uh, but but yeah, the, from so from that perspective, if we can get people to come back to the booth to try another product, mm-hmm. when if the, when they're going through, there's a long line, and they're only going to taste one or two things. Now we get to engage more and, and do more teaching because these events are a pain in the ass. Like you got to schedule a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, you got you're there all day. It's mm-hmm. exhausting. You're you know you got your van out on the road, and so if we can get you know more touches for people that are going to really love the brand and be able to leave that and say, hey man, that we really like that sociable booth. We're going to go check them out. All right. So from your perspective, what's the benefit to the time release? The time time release gets people back to your booth because otherwise, if someone comes through once, now they there's so much to offer. They they're going to go they're going to go check all the other spots out. So if you say someone comes through and you pour them something and say, hey, at 3 o'clock, we got a time release of this product, that's 9 out of 10 people through wouldn't have had that product planned to come get it. They're just like, oh, shoot, that makes sense. If I don't have anything going on at 3, I'm going to get back in line and come and get that. So do you think that most of the people that get back in, in line for that second touch, do you think that most of them are actually paying attention to the clock and seeing, oh, it's 3 o'clock, time to get back in line for the planetary gearbox? Or do you think... That they see. Segue. Do you think they see? Oh, <laughs> there's a line over in front of Sociable. There must be something good happening. I better get in line. Yeah, that's a great question. I think the uh, the old line, the like sheeple line, mm-hmm. is a thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it oh, is. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And so from that, for, you know, as a, as someone that wants to have a hot brand, right? Like <laughs> I love having a line in front of the booth, right? And that happens that happens a lot. And uh, so that's awesome. Like I love that just because you know I pour my heart and soul into building this brand and mm-hmm. making these products, and so having people in line is fantastic. So sure, there's people that are like, oh shoot, other people are standing in line. I'm going there. Whereas I'm the opposite. If there's a line, I'm like, I don't care how good it is. I'm not nope. waiting that long. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I'm way. gonna go. I'm the you know I'm the I'm the contrarian. Like yeah, I, oh that me. line that has nothing. There's gonna be cool stuff there. I know it. That's me. Yeah. What do you think? You line or no line? See, I, I'm in the same boat as Jim here because. You know, for pop-ups, that's what we, you know, we do. Yeah, you it's like, line. line is sexy, you know? <laughs> so it's like, you know, and, and even out, like, in the West Coast and East Coast, they actually, there are people who, uh, our companies or, you know, restaurants or whatever, actually pay people to stand in line. So it so looks, it looks like, busy. Yeah, so it looks busy. <laughs> and so, I mean, I've, I, I will admit that I've even had a few friends come to the pop-ups where I'm like, hey, bro, um... Just like eat near the window, you know, like you know, psychological uh, operation. Yeah, man. I mean, hey, yeah. it, it, it's the, it's part of the hustle. Like Jim, you get it. Like yeah. you know, it's part of the hustle. You gotta. It's like the stand-up comedian that brings people to his show. Yeah, it's planting laughs, right? Or there's people who like have such good laughs that if you're recording a like a Netflix special, they want you in the state. Like they want you in the crowd because <laughs> it sounds. I kind of wonder how they get there. Like, dude, like they stand in line. Like <laughs> the producer's like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, come here, sir. You're gonna yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. You're like, that's gold. I want. <laughs> Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. Producers. I had an uncle who was on the Price Is Right. They yanked him out of the out of the line. They're like, "You are coming on." That's, that's awesome. That's, oh, that's cool. There's there's a production assistant. They go through and interview people as they're lined yeah. up in the audience. That's awesome. Yep. So we talked about Planetary Gearbox. There must have been a line for it at ABR. But tell us about uh, tell us about it. Yeah. So uh, we did. So the the first 
uh, the first folks that did like a really good collaboration fest, if you will, is um, was the Red Stag. Mm-hmm. That's Kim Bartman's restaurant. It's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite places. It's probably the best place in Twin Cities for late night. There's not yeah. a lot of places you can eat late. They, they can uh, make a cocktail there. Dan, they make a mean cocktail, and interestingly, free wheelers available on draft. There you go. Yeah, you know, and they're smart too. <laughs> Get it in they, there. Uh, Get in line. The Get buyer, the buyers <laughs> over at uh, in, at Bartman's restaurant, just on point. <laughs> uh, but anyways, the. Um, they they put together this event uh, that that uh, that they run in the summertime uh, called Inca Hoots, and so we got paired up with Shells this year, uh, and so any opportunity to spend time with JC is a fantastic guy. He's on the board for the Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild with me, um, so we did a, a really cool product. It was a, a soured Weiss beer that um, we uh, that we kind of co-fermented with the same apple blend we used for Freewheeler, mm-hmm. and then we aged it on some uh, some raspberries that he had from a previous release. And it's it just turned out it turned out great. It's just it's super quaffable. It's not too tart. It's got great fruit flavor. I agree uh, with that. It's, man, it's just tart enough. Like yep. there's for me there's there's a danger in getting too tart, too mm-hmm. acidic. Um, I, I love I love having that that tartness in there, but I don't want it to be too much where I can't enjoy a good amount of it. Yep. Um, and the fun thing about this too is it's two different acids. So, you know, apples is malic acid is what's front and center, and that's a harsh acid. Like it feels like it take the enamel off your teeth if there's too much. And then with a the sour beer, you know, you have like a high lactic acid content. So, you blend those two things together, and you get this really full flavored, uh, complex thing. It's it was it was really it was a fun project to make. It was fun to spend some time with Jace. The product turned out fantastic. So we had this was. Um, and the name was, you know, all of our stuff named after bikes. All of the Noble Star stuff is named after, you know, planetoids. Yeah. yeah. So planetary Perfect gearbox. Fishing. Yeah. So, uh, and so we had this at in cahoots, and um, and Jay's had a couple of kegs left over that he's been serving down in their tap room. And so I asked him, I was like, hey man, do you want to do best of the worst with us this year? Like nobody, not, not a lot of people know that Sociable also makes beer. We have our own like brew house, and we usually keep one or two beers on, like usually a hoppy beer and or an easy drinking yellow beer on, because uh, we we really think that. We get a lot of people. We want to teach people that love craft beer about cider. Mm-hmm. So if someone's dragging you there, we don't want you to say, "Oh, I'm not going there. I'm I'm not on insider." You're if you're not insider, you're exactly the people we want to be drinking our stuff. Right. Uh, and so so anyhow, um, I, when we were down there, I was like, "Hey man, what, what do you think about uh, what do you think about coming up for best of the worst?" Uh, and he thought it was a great idea. So we're gonna we're gonna feature this. Uh, and like you said, he had it. They, uh, the shells had it at ABR. Like, just I, I can't say enough nice things about how good a job shells is doing, making fantastic sour beers. And that's all, Jason. You get to taste that this weekend at best of the worst. Perfect. Let's uh, speaking of worst, we still have to come back and talk about some of this uh, food. Food with yeah. uh, with the chefs we've got here. We are uh, looks, one more segment like a, left. Looks like a war zone went through there with, with all the all yeah. the destruction that's been done to those plates. You're listening to the Minnesota Beercast. It is sponsored by our friends over at Freehouse Beer. Make sure you go there and check uh, them out. The patio season is still going for a while, so go enjoy all the great food and all the great beers at any of the Blue Plate restaurants. We'll be right back. Stephanie Shimp from Blue Plate Restaurants is here. Hey, Rosie. I don't have to tell you this, but you know, you have one of the best happy hours downtown. Well, at Mercury Dining Room and Rail, you can come for weekday happy hour. Again, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. And stay for dinner or another glass of wine. Yeah, they have steaks and salmon, burgers and sandwiches. Mercury has it all. There's something for everyone at Mercury Dining Room and Rail at 5th and Marquette in downtown Minneapolis. Or online at mercurympls.com. To the Minnesota Beer Cast, presented by Freehouse Beer. <clears throat> we got to talk some sausage here. We have eaten some amazing sausage over the course of this show, and uh, I want to find out 
exactly what was in it because I don't even know. This is the sausage segment. This is the sausage <laughs> segment of the Minnesota Beer Cast. Let's uh, let's get right into the uh, the sausage. Speaking of which, would you pass me some of that sausage, Jim? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what uh, what is in this fantastic sausage. Yeah. So that's our mung um, sausage, and so we really try to. Um, the the way that we make it, we really try to get the uh, just the essence, or uh, I would say, like kind of the main flavors that uh, go into mung food, and so uh, it's a shoulder and a belly mix. Well, when we first started, we're like, oh, maybe we should go like a, you know, eighty twenty shoulder to belly, and then eventually went to seventy thirty, and then sixty forty, and then, <laughs> and then eventually it was just like fifty fifty, whatever. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's about a sixty forty uh, a shoulder to belly mix, and then um, the aromatics are um, lemongrass, ginger, garlic, um, shallots, which those four are kind of like. For mung food, that's kind of like our our sofrito, or you know, it's kind of like the base for a lot of mung food. And then we added uh, Thai chilies in there, um, and then uh, yeah, and then we rounded out with some um, salt and uh, fish sauce and oyster sauce in there. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm digging this, man. I am a uh, um, yeah. delicious Minnesota, you know, born and raised white boy, and I. I I dig me some mung food. This is yeah. yeah. I think the purple sticky rice makes it. Ooh, yeah. So how yeah. how do I how do I make purple sticky rice? Yeah. I so do some of this at home. Yeah. So it's it's really funny. We always tell people that when you're in the restaurant world, you know, as you know, chef, like it's all about wording. You know, when you oh, word yeah. when you word yeah, something yeah. like real sexy and cool <laughs> and mysterious, people are like, oh, I want that. So, <laughs> um, so what what it really is is it's a um. It's you take sweet it's sweet rice, which is uh it's sometimes called glutinous rice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it has gluten in it, but it has a high starch content, so it's a sweet rice. So it's white, but then you uh mix it with uh this black rice and like to be cool, sometimes I'll bis- I'll call it um forbidden black rice. Um and people are like, Oh really? I'm like, No, not really. It's just black yeah, rice. Time to release for it and people fall. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And so we 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 and you let it sit overnight and uh then kind of it leaches that black color off and okay. then makes this purple color. Kids dork out about it. Like my buddy's kids, they go crazy for it. Like they'll like, ah, purple Yeah, and, and especially if you have a like if if when you guys come out to the pop ups if you have kids or something like mm-hmm. like um I have friends who just get a big bowl of this for their kids and like okay you play with that and mom and dad's gonna have adult time here Chef Jake tell me about your sausage man because it is amazing well anytime I go to do something like this a competition or they send me out in public and they want me to make something it's usually first question in my head is what would I want to eat <laughs> yeah and um, I'm a Polish Catholic kid from Lansing Michigan and. Uh, this is what I grew up eating. So describe describe the dish to us. It is uh, a garlic kielbasa, um, pork shoulder, garlic, red wine, and black pepper. A little sprinkle of oregano. It's about as simple as it gets. And I saw in a fantastic bed of, of cabbage. Oh, how, did cabbage. You, how did you prepare oh, this cabbage? Because oh, this is otherworldly. It's uh, a sweet and sour cabbage. It is um, cabbage, onions, and bacon lardon. Yeah. It's that bacon, uh, that's what did it. That bacon. It's just honey and salt and apple cider vinegar. Oh you know, man, it's to die for. Simple as it gets, and is, it's, is, it is really good. That's, that's what's great about the kielbasa in general. Is like it's just simple. Simple is better, you know. Yeah, and yeah, and and this is just a, a small sampling of of what people can expect at the 
the most fantastic worst, the best of the worst. <laughs> this, it's, it, I don't, you got to change the name because it's it's the pun isn't funny. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Just focus on the best part. Yeah, man, it's gonna be the best worst day. Ever, ever have. Don't, yeah. don't call it the sausage fest. <laughs> yeah, you can't go with that. <laughs> that was today. Yeah, well, <laughs> again, get more information at Sociable Cider Works website. What's that website again? Sociablesider.com. Sociablesider.com. Tickets are $25, $75, and it's all happening Sunday, September 23rd. This Sunday. Yeah, this coming Sunday. Thank you guys so much for coming in and sharing your, uh, your food with us. It was amazing. It's so good. Yeah. And thanks to Freehouse Beer for sponsoring the Minnesota Beercast. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Cheers. See ya. Back. I like beer. He likes beer. My wife often. Pr-